We are going to span the globe today to talk about socialist democracy and to talk about the comparisons of socialist democracy and capitalist democracy. And this comes after the United States, as Radhika mentioned, hosted a summit for democracy over the past two days, which was an obvious attempt to legitimize the unipolar and hegemonic claim of the United States over the so-called rules-based international order. While on the surface, this appeared to be an unproductive move on the part of the world hegemon, it really does align well with the U.S. strategy of cloaking its aggressive and exploitative policies under the guise of democracy. Joe Biden's administration has repeatedly hyped the differences between quote-unquote autocracy and U.S.-led democracy. So-called allies were summoned to give credibility to the U.S.'s vision of democracy on the international stage. And I watched the summit over the past two days, and I can tell you that it was an abject failure. But we at Friends of Socialist China saw this attempt by the Biden administration uh, as an opportunity to discuss the distinctions between capitalist democracy and socialist democracy. And there's no higher form of capitalist democracy than in the United States. The United States has been the wealthiest capitalist country in the world since the end of World War II. And since then, U.S. elites across the political spectrum have employed the word democracy as a key justification for its domestic and foreign policy. This has involved diligent avoidance of any scrutiny of the claim that capitalist democracy represents a universal system for all peoples and nations. Scrutiny, of course, runs the risk of exposing the class character of capitalist democracy, the most glaring contradiction of the system. Capitalist democracy is a democracy of, by, and for the rich and powerful owners and managers of capital. Democracy in such a context serves a minority of the population at the expense of the vast majority. As Vladimir Lenin put it in State and Revolution, quote, democracy for an insignificant minority, democracy for the rich, that is the democracy of capitalist society. And there's ample evidence of this contradiction in all spheres of U.S. political and economic life. Nearly half of the United States cannot afford a $400 emergency as wages stagnate and jobs fail to meet the cost of living. About a half million people sleep on the streets or in homeless shelters at any given moment. The situation worsens when race is factored into the analysis. The median Black family has just $1,700 to its name. Meanwhile, capitalists such as Jeff Bezos have enjoyed record profits amid a global pandemic that has plunged the U.S. into its second economic crisis in 13 years. While voting is held in the highest regard under capitalist democracy, none of the aforementioned material conditions were voted in by the people. Matters of policy are decided well before the exercise of voting is complete. Representatives elected to govern over capitalist democracy are almost entirely bound to the dictates of capital. In the United States, influential politicians such as President Joe Biden, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, and Senator Kristen Sinema receive enormous donations from Wall Street financial institutions, weapons manufacturers, and for-profit health insurance and pharmaceutical corporations. As Lenin again surmised, the people essentially vote for whichever representative of the ruling class will oppress them every two to four years. Socialist democracy is different from capitalist democracy in both character and form. 
socialist democracy doesn't privilege the political freedoms of the individual above all else. Rather, socialist democracies set out to secure the right to housing, healthcare, education, employment, and life itself as key priorities of governance. This makes historic sense. Socialist revolutions have occurred in the context of colonized and underdeveloped nations, thus making the development of the productive forces and the economic well-being of the people paramount to stability and survival within a hostile global situation. Existing socialist democracies include China, Vietnam, Cuba, the DPRK, and Laos, all of which emerged from the devastation of war and colonial domination in the 20th century. Socialist democracy is a model of substance. While different in form depending on the national and economic context of the society in question, socialist democracies have key features in common. These include the leadership of the Communist Party, a common history of struggle against foreign imperialism and colonialism, and the successful transfer of the means of production from the oppressor to the oppressed classes. Socialist democracy has allowed Cuba, for example, to ensure that more than 90% of its population own their own home and 100% have access to free quality healthcare. It has also allowed Vietnam and Laos to survive the devastation wrought by destructive US wars and make significant headway in eliminating extreme poverty. And it's allowed the DPRK to defend itself from ongoing military provocations and sanctions enforced by the United States. Perhaps there is no better area of study than geopolitics to observe the superiority of socialist democracy for humanity. Capitalist democracies have histories riddled with centuries of colonial adventurism and imperialist war. From 1945 to 2011 alone, an estimated 20 to 30 million people have been killed around the world as the result of US military interventions. Capitalist democracies from the US to the United Kingdom continue to violate international law on a regular basis in order to satisfy their own selfish economic and political ends. Afghanistan, Libya, Syria, and dozens of other countries find themselves mired in poverty and instability as a result of direct interference from so-called capitalist democracies. In other words, the United States and its so-called democratic allies engage in a wholly undemocratic framework of unipolarity in world affairs. Capitalist democracies routinely place their interests above those of humanity and use force to resolve disputes or satisfy political and economic agendas. On the under, other hand, socialist democracies adhere to international law and champion a multipolar orientation to global governance. None of the existing socialist democracies have waged a war of aggression in the modern era. In fact, all of them have been at the forefront of demonstrating the true benefits of international cooperation and solidarity. The examples are numerous. They include China and Cuba's joint ventures in biotechnology, which helped produce antivirals that provided immense help in China's early fight with COVID-19. China's Belt and Road Initiative must also be noted, since the massive infrastructure plan has already brought enormous benefits to underdeveloped countries around the world, the Sino-Laos high-speed rail line being just one recent breakthrough. The provision of nearly 2 billion COVID-19 vaccines from China to the world has offered hope to poor countries unable to access expensive vaccines produced by private 
Western manufacturers. In March 2021, socialist democracies led the way in forming the groups, the group of friends in defense of the UN Charter, a significant development in forging a future of world peace. In sum, Biden's Summit for Democracy was nothing more than a projection of the narrow form of democracy championed by the world's foremost imperialist hegemon. The Summit for Socialist Democracy here, however, emphasizes the promises and prospects of democratic governance models offered in the struggle for socialism. A greater understanding of the development trajectories of all peoples and nations around the world is of critical importance toward collectively resolving the pressing problems facing the human race in the 21st century and beyond. From this vantage point, socialist democracies set an example worthy of attention and defense from the incessant propaganda leveled against them by the declining Western world order led by the United States. And I look forward to everyone's speeches and talks here today and the question and answers because this is exactly what we'll be getting at. Thank you so much.